Just take a moment to say hi to our neighbor. Say, neighbor, you're welcome. I'm happy to see you. I'm happy to see you and see your face. Amen. I'm happy to to see you bringing your wine. So thank you for bringing your angel. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, we thank God for <coughs> his mercy and his kindness. We thank God for his love. We thank God for how he has uh, helped us to gather again today. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, so thank God and uh, I hope we are, we are excited yes, so it is confirmed that uh, Pastor Ceci will be coming to so, <laughs> I like that excitement amen uh, we will be coming to bless us here in, uh, in Winnipeg so I hope we are excited and getting ready to be blessed amen amen, amen. so uh, 
I'm just trusting God to keep uh, building us and strengthening us in the word until he comes as well to also bless us and just following the spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, it's going to be an awesome time. Uh, we're going to have a beautiful time in the presence of the Lord. Amen. I'm, I'm excited for what the Lord will do. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, without um, further ado, I think uh, we're just going to the word today. Amen. Um, I've, I, I, will, I will continue from where we stopped on Saturday and just talk a little bit more, uh, just in the same line of uh, the spirit. I think on Saturday we were able to to talk a little bit about the the work of the Holy Ghost or the the, the, the how important it is important how important it is for the Spirit to be given, right? Because the Spirit is is in is is the Spirit in charge of both precept and lines. Amen. So the, uh, we're able to see that the spirit, right from the beginning, even though we didn't know that uh, there's anything called precept or lines, the Lord, which is uh, infinite mercy and uh, be him being a planner, has planned out how we're going to come into his nature. Amen. Now, because what forms, what, what gives nature, right, is both the work of precept and lines for for nature to be really really formed uh, and when nature is formed we have, we have lines right uh, for nature to be really 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 reformed in men what must be in place is both precept which then leads to lines amen so it's the spirit that brings precept and it's also the spirit that brings lines and we can see that it is actually the spirit, right, in every aspect of journey that brings here a little, there a little. Here a little, there a little. In milk, here a little, there a little. In meat, here a little, there a little. Even in the strong meat of the world, the same, here a little, there a little. Because the spirit is the... He, he, I don't know, maybe we can just call him the spirit of precept and lines. Is the, or is the spirit of nature. Is, is in charge of installing or making sure that uh, journeyers, souls that are journeying, eventually come into uh, nature, their destination, right? Which is, uh, will I call it eternal nature, uh, right? Eternal nature, or we say divine nature, right? Because divine nature really in itself is the entrance into the world of the nature of God, right? So divine nature gives us access into uh, all the things in the in the in the na- in the world of God, right? Because divine simply is is is, is divine talks about. 
God, divinity, right? So, what is divine can only be found in the world of gods. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, we can see, let's just open to the book of Isaiah 28, uh, and I'll see where to flow from there. Amen. (coughs) So, Isaiah 28, verse... um, Right, it says, For all tables are full of vomit and filthiness, so that there is no place clean. So, whom shall he teach knowledge, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? So, them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line. Line upon line. See, here a little and there a little. So, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. To whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. See, but the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. Wherefore, hear the word of the Lord, use confirmation and men that rule these people, which is in Jerusalem. Then they began to talk about... <coughs> that have covenant. Amen. But where I want to just start from is where they talk about whom shall he teach knowledge. Amen. And whom shall he make to understand doctrine. Amen. So the scripture is saying whom shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make to understand doctrine. Amen. So they are talking about knowledge and doctrine. Right, and we see here that um, doctrine has to do with understanding. Right, you can't just have doctrine without understanding. You have to, you, you understand what we, we don't know doctrine, we understand doctrine. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we don't know. So we don't know doctrine. We understand doctrine, right? But it says, "Whom shall he teach knowledge, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine?" So them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. So it's, it's clear that it is knowledge and and understanding, right? Whom shall he teach knowledge? So the the aspect of teaching is an operation of the spirit which begins to open up precepts. Amen. So whom shall he teach knowledge? So that is the world of that is the world of those that the world of precept is opened up to. Amen. Praise the Lord. The world of precept is not open 
to, it's not opened to all men initially, right? The world of precept is not a world that is by default opened to Christians. Every Christian does not mean that because I'm a Christian, I can immediately just move into the world of precept. Amen. Uh, I don't know why I'm talking the line of precept, but we'll see. But amen. God will help us to move. Amen. Uh, what I really want, what I really want to talk about, is the Holy Ghost in this area. But I feel I'm just talking about Him, just to uh, bring us, just to give more insight into the person of the of the Spirit. Right? How important it is in regards to coming into things of God, right? Right from the beginning up to the end, right? Now, most of the time as we are, let me say most of the time as we are learning and we are coming into understanding of, of things spiritual, now that we are even hearing the, the eternal, eternal word of God, right? We can say that. One of the things that is clear is that it's easy to not see the aspect of the spirit, Right? And we can, we can be seen, oh, we are learning lines now. They begin to, okay, learn lines, learn lines, learn lines, learn lines. But the key to lines, even in this world, is the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. But the Holy Ghost in a, in a high measure. Amen. It's all, it's all worlds of the Spirit. There are worlds inside the Holy Ghost. There are different worlds in there. The world, the Holy Ghost has the, the wisdom to, to, out of him, carve out a world and give to a believer. And the funny thing about that is that believers can stay in whatever world the Holy Ghost has crafted for them. And the thing about that is that you can take what, whichever world you are in right from the beginning to the end of your life. You may not change worlds inside the spirit. And it's okay, Holy Ghost won't be vexing for you. But Holy Ghost, somehow, somehow by the mercy of God, because he has more inside of him, as souls begin to journey in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost can begin to point into another world for souls to move into. I don't, but I don't know why every single time Holy Ghost is pointing to a world. It's almost like it's at that time that souls begin to draw back and run away. I don't know. Almost, almost, almost every single time a new world is about to open, souls can begin to draw back. I'm like, what's this? This is new. Ah, what do you mean? Ah, we've known this Holy Ghost. This is what we know. This is this. Please don't don't say, don't add to it. Don't mm, just let's let's stick with this. We are, we like this. We love this. Ah, ah, my Holy Ghost ah, ah, that I talk to every day and it gives me my shoe. You know, my personal, <laughs> my personal Holy Ghost. Please don't take Holy Ghost away. Uh, don't say all this one. Why? Because the soul does not. The soul when it's too comfortable can stay a lot in, in each world, right? And the funny thing about, about the worlds of the, of the Holy Ghost 
Now the funny thing, oh, I think I think the Lord has helped us. I guess this this world is what we're going to look at a bit yeah. today, and then because uh, I was just wondering wondering in my heart, Lord, what do we have for us? And He began to talk to me about the world that, that there are worlds inside the Holy Ghost. Just just a thought. Oh, okay, interesting. But you know, I just left it. I was just meditating and try just praying in my heart, but. I didn't know that, okay, this world is what, well, no, we're going to talk about, but the, 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 the world of the Holy Ghost, right, is a vast world. In short, it's, you know, Holy Ghost is an eternal spirit. Yes. The true, when you're looking at the true nature of the Holy Ghost, is that it's an eternal spirit. It is, that's the, when, when you talk about raw, raw, raw form, is an eternal spirit. Is the eternal spirit of God. That is the raw form in the world of God. Right? The world of God, which is the highest, right, world that any soul can come into is the eternal spirit. And because it's the eternal spirit, he also has the ability to downgrade his nature. Downgrade doesn't mean is any less potent as the eternal spirit, is just that it, 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 can, it can downgrade for the purpose of crafting worlds. Amen. Every form that Holy Ghost drop into, apart from the eternal spirit, you can leave her, let her, let her stay, it's okay. Amen. <laughs> every, amen. Every world, right, that Holy Ghost craft, is a is a is is a world that have both precept and line. Amen. Is a world with what with precept and lines. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No. We've been, I've been trying to look for her since now she's finding me. <laughs> yeah. Please let her, let her find me. Amen. So, uh, every word that Holy Ghost is downgraded to is actually a world of lines and precept. Now, in saying that, we'll be one, but, but there, is, there is a world that they don't actually introduce lines and precept. Is another world. But th- that world is actually a preparation for another world, right? And inside that world, what you learn there is lines and precept. But I don't, I don't know how to put it, but in the first world, in the first, first initial world that we're coming to, I'm seeing that the, the Holy Ghost, like, like we said on, on Saturday, like when we, a believer gets born again, where yeah. it, it's moved into, yeah. it's actually what we accept is a yeah. way. Mm. And a way, when you talk about way, they're actually lines. Mm. Anything that is a way has to be a line. Mm. So when we get born again, it's a, the world we are born into is a, is a world of some, some form of lines and precepts, but not necessary, they are not really lines of precept. Amen. Amen. 
Why am I saying that? I'm saying that because to some degree, it touches nature. Not fully. Just touch some aspect of nature. But the thing about that one, that the nature it touches is they are... Huh? Because when you get born again, you know, there, are some, there are some things souls stops to do. Repentance from dead. Really, really. Really, that world is, I wouldn't call it world of precept really. Maybe I can call it world of scripture. Right? Because it's, it's from scripture, right? We can move into precept. Amen. Now, I'm seeing something here concerning those worlds in that Isaiah 28 that we, we are reading, right? But, uh, but we see it's in that verse 13, it says, but the word of the Lord, right? So they talk about the word of the Lord, right? Is unto them, precept upon precept, line upon line, right? Precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. The word of the Lord is a world. The word of God is another world. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, if we if we look at that verse nine, right? It seems like that is the word of the Lord. But again, from you know, Daddy also teaching, we know that this precept upon precept line upon line is also in the word of God. Really, really, precept lines, precept lines are both in the Lord and in God. Then, the initial stage that we come into, which is the world of the Holy Ghost, is the world of preparation for precept and lines, which has its own way. We just can't call it precept and lines. Because, when you start talking about precept and lines, you are moving into the nature of a person. But that world does not really teach nature of a person. Does not, does not teach what we should know to have eternal life. And this is eternal life, that you might know him, the only true God, and Jesus Christ in some whom he had sent. Right? So, those ones, you may know the only true God and Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, the world of lines and precept, which is the world of the Lord and the world of Lord, the world of God, right? They have knowledge of a person that has to do with nature. And the truth of the matter is that the, the, those two that we have to learn, they, they are the ones that also carry whatever nature of the Holy Ghost that we learn. That's the funny thing. The truth of the matter is that we don't actually learn Holy Ghost nature in the world of milk. We don't learn Holy Ghost nature. There are things we learn there. Repentance from dead works, right? We learn uh, baptisms. We learn uh, eternal judgment. There are principles we learn of lines. So, actually, so in the world of the spirit, the initial world, uh, that when we get born again, the world we move into, the world of the spirit, 
is that we move into is a world of principles of the doctrine. So they are principles of a line, right? Which are limited to understand doctrine. So we are learning the elementary principles of the doctrine of Christ, right? So we have elementary principles which in a way there are some kind of precept. It's not the precept of nature. It's some kind of precept almost like an introduction to precept. It's an introduction. So Holy Ghost will bring us into an introduction of precept for to receive precept and then lines. So Holy Ghost is is a world of precept and lines. But it can, it can then come out as the Holy Ghost of preparation to, or with some form of reduced precept, right, for the purpose of getting us to actually come into the real precept. Amen. But these are actually all words in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Anybody, anybody that must inherit God in a way must learn to move into the Holy Ghost. And that's just it. It must learn to move into the Holy Ghost. The journey is in the Holy Ghost. So, why am I saying the journey is in the Holy Ghost? Because the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. In the Holy Ghost. So they are saying that the, see, righteousness is a world. Peace is a world. Joy is a world. Now say righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Because it's easy to say that joy in the Holy Ghost, right, is... I have joy, it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So, we can say righteousness separate, peace separate, joy in the Holy Ghost separate. But it's not separate. It is actually righteousness, peace, and joy together in the Holy Ghost. Right? So, what that means is that there are worlds in the Holy Ghost carved one is righteousness, one is peace, one is joy. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And what they are saying is that they are all inside the Holy Ghost. So when we get born again, Holy Ghost is actually trying to get us into his world. Amen. Amen. When he's trying to get us into his world, then it will introduce it will introduce us into the first world. Amen. Amen. Now I'm using the world for a re- the word world for a reason, right? Because what the world is is an environment for the soul that Holy Ghost must create, right? If the, the soul is not in the world of the, of the world crafted by the spirit, it's difficult for souls to actually journey in the spirit. 
souls who can't move, can't find God. You know, you know, you know most, most of us, when we initially get born again, we can do all kinds, manner of things in the Holy Ghost. Those manner that we are doing in itself is still in the world. Amen. Amen. Why am I saying this? Is because a, a soul, a, every soul is designed to carry worlds within them. Just designed to carry worlds within them. That's it. If we open every soul up, what we'll find inside it is, is a world. And the thing about world is that there are things happening in there. Right? Like it. Now if you come, there are plenty of activities. The worlds carry the fragrance, the themes, the the manner of life, the, the love of it. It carries. Every world has the, the, is it the potential of love. Right? In the sense that I can love a world and I can love the things in the world. Right? Before we get born again, the world that we are the world we are exposed to is a world of the prince of the power of the air. Amen. Amen. So the prince of the power of the air can or create the world and then throw souls into it for the purpose of putting that world in the soul. And the truth of the matter is that everybody fetch things from their own world. The world, the world that you are living in is where you fetch things from. Simple like that. It's as simple. Amen. So, the, that's, the, that's the reason why Holy Ghost needed to create a world for souls to move into. Right? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So, let's, I think I should read Hebrews chapter... Just so we can see. Uh, is it 2 or 11? I think it might be 11. Let me read. Hebrews 11. Talking about faith. Amen. Say verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. It says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So through faith, we understand that the Walls were framed by the word of God. Amen. Amen. Now, of course, I like the fact that they said the walls, right? Because it's not one world. We're framed by the word, word of God. So, we know that it is by the spirit that God created the earth is a, is, a, is, a, is a sign 
So the creation of this earth, or the cosmos, right? Earth, stars, the solar system, and galaxies, and everything, right? God created that. Then when God was forming or framing earth, no framing is another work, right? So when you talk about framing, it talks about both creation, right? And formation in a way. So to frame is to design. Who is a framer? A framer is a builder. Right? A framer is a builder. A framer is, a, is he who frames this. For example, when you are building houses, a framer is he who frames the skeleton of the house. Everything, when you see a beautiful, nice, awesome, gorgeous house, you see the beautiful structure. Those houses have a frame, right? That things lie on. So, and he who frames them is a builder, who is a framer that will frame what the house would look like, right? So, the the framer is the creator of the worlds. So God create, is the one that framed the world. So when he was framing earth, when he was creating the earth, right, the first thing that the scripture opened to us and said is, in the beginning, God created heaven and said, and it said later, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. Right? Was moving upon the face of the waters. The spirit was moving. And then God said, let there be. Then the spirit is at work. Then the, we, we know that the word, right? Of course, you know, we've heard you know, Jesus created the worlds, right? Jesus, the word created, is the, is the word that created the earth, the world. God created the heavens and the earth, right? By hymns. But the thing is, Sometimes when we are saying this, thing, it's not realized that it's deeper than just creating earth, right? So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So John 1, let me read John 1. It says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Right? It says, and in him was life, and the life was the light of men. So, for, funny enough, when we read this, right, we think that this beginning that they are talking about is when they created the earth. But actually, they are talking about a different beginning. Yes, sir. So in the beginning. That's in the beginning. The, the wall of the beginning is the world of everlasting life, right? In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Amen. Amen. So in that beginning, in, in, the, in that beginning is a world that God moved into to be able to create. So in the beginning, what we have is the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. That is still in the beginning. This is when God moved into everlasting life for creation, right? 
So all things were made. So it's, it's in that beginning, things were being made. So and that says all, and you know that when you say all things, first of all, all things has to do with all things God. That's the language of God. All things, right? Were made by him and we thought it was not anything made that was made. So in him was life and life was the light of men. So in him was life, right? And in life was the light of men. So this is a form of the beginning, right? Where things were made too. Things were framed, right? Things were framed. There's a framing that is happening here as well. Amen. So through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things that do happen. So the, the world were framed by the world. You see? In the beginning, all things were made by him. Meaning that he, in the beginning, he framed, he made things. He framed worlds in that beginning. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is a world creator. He's a creator of worlds. When God is creating things, he creates worlds. Amen. Amen. Worlds were made, were framed. So word, frames, create the frame in which things will be added. Amen. Amen. The worlds were framed by the word of God. So the world, the word of God is the frame of every world. Praise the Lord. So worlds, so the, what, I was, what I moved in here to see, right, is that worlds were framed by the word of God. So it's not just one world, it is worlds. Worlds were framed. Now, all these worlds that are framed, you can find them inside the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. These are the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Sorry for the breaking transmission. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, okay. So, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So, worlds were framed. Praise God. God is a, is a framer. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So worlds were framed by the word of God. Uh, God will help me. I will try and finish quickly today. But it's almost like I'm just getting into the, the nitty gritty. But I'll try as much as possible to, to finish quickly. Amen. So worlds were, were framed. Um, what's the reason for for framing worlds? That's the that's the that's the question. Amen. Amen. 
So, why is it important to frame words? God's going to help me today so that I can narrow it down. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We're back. Amen. So, words were framed by the by the word of God. So, what what frame words is is a kind of word. There's a word that is in charge of every word world. Amen. That word is an there's there's an access to that word that framed the world in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So the Holy Ghost is a is is the is the world of the Godhead. If I will, if I will use that word. Amen. So anybody that is looking for God must find the world inside the Holy Ghost. So here's the key. If if God decided to get all of us born again and he didn't give us the Holy Spirit, right? There's no way we can find our way to him. So when we receive the Holy Spirit, we receive the way. Amen? We received a way because Holy Spirit is the spirit of ways. Inside Holy Ghost, what is crafted inside that are ways, are lines. Amen? Amen. Now, before I forget what I was saying earlier is, there is, there is inside, inside the Holy Spirit is a world of lines. There are worlds of lines. Amen. Amen. So, the reason for creating a world, right? The reason why there has to be a world is that to get, you can't get souls unless you give them or unless you create things around the world and put them in that world. Amen? So the way worlds, the worlds work is that you must create thing, you must create a world, create things in there, create all the things needed for the in the inheritor of those things. Amen? Amen? You must create things that those that will inherit things in that world must have. You create a world, create the things in there. Then you throw a soul into that world. Inside the world is where the soul can partake of their inheritance. You realize that when God created Adam in the beginning, there's a manner in which God was working. In short, God was teaching us of, of the manner of giving. You know, God could have created man in the heavens. Right? Even though they were a little lower than the angels. Might as well just give, give them a world. In, a, or not just, just a world. And say a world or a place in the heavens. That has nothing to do with the earth. A spiritual place, right? And then let them find a way to inherit certain things in God. 
right? But God didn't do that because every world has its law. You know the heavens, the present heaven is a world. Amen. The present heaven is a world. When you move into that world, you begin to see angels. There are all kinds of things there, right? When you have the first heaven, second heaven, third heaven, they are all worlds. In short, inside that world, you now have worlds again. The first heaven is a world of its own. Second heaven is a world of its own. The third heaven is a world of its own. So all of those things have worlds. And they are worlds. And it's possible that you can't cross from one world to another unless you have what it takes to cross. Right? So you have first heaven. Those that live in the first heaven, they have their own things created for them in that world. Things they respond to. Things they love. Right? And then you have angels in the second heaven who have their own things, have what they love. Right? So in the second heaven, what they do, they just do his pleasure. There are things they do there. Do, they do his pleasure. There are worlds. There are things. You know, that pleasure is a form of word. Right? They do his pleasure. is a form of word that they do. In the first heaven where we have, uh, we have dominion. Say, so bless the Lord in all places of his dominions. You have angels there that are dominions, thrones, right? You have principalities there. You have uh, powers, right? You have, you have uh, dominions, right? They, they, they have a kind of world that frame their world, which they do and respond to. They are the things created in there. It's a form of world in there. Right? Then the second heaven, they have a form of word there too. They are word, the word that they respond to and do is what, you, you call, what, is what we resort to as pleasure. Then in the third heaven, they have a kind of word there. Right? They call it commandment. But there's a way they, but there's a way they, walk, there's a way they live in there. They don't just do pleasure. They hearken. Right? They hearken to the, to the voice of his word. There's a, there's a word that frames that place that requires some kind of response. And that response is hearkening. You hearken. So there's a way they live in that also. Every world has a manner of life. Have a manner of living. Amen. All, and when you talk about manner of living, you're talking about ways of living. Every world has its ways. Amen. Now, the reason why God created worlds is for to give or to be able to allocate inheritance. Right? And God, God, made, it, God made it clear when he was setting up the heavens. If God didn't create the heavens the way he created the heavens, I'm pretty sure it would be difficult. It would be difficult for Christians, men today, to actually know how God has designed their journey to really receive him. Because everything God did is all patterned. When you move into the world of angels now, you see patterns of life. The patterns in there is to show us a, the pattern of another world that is to come. So all those patterns, if they are not there, 
you can't discern the manner of way with which that which we are to receive would come. You can't. It's not where there's no God needed to give pattern. Right? Even for us in the New Testament, to receive the New Testament, God had to give a pattern in the old. So God gave a pattern in the Old Testament, right, to Moses, right? He gave him a pattern of the tabernacle, which is not the true tabernacle. But every pattern points to the true. Every pattern is like, it's like a, is a, every pattern is a shadow of the real, right? So when God was creating the heavens, right, and he put angels in their order, in their hierarchy, what he's doing is he's showing a pattern of the true. And wherever you see pattern like that, right, is for the purpose of discerning. The, the, when you have patterns, is the purpose of discerning. Ah, how do I put it? When you have patterns, patterns help to discern. Is it the ah? I was going to use the word the true inheritance. Ah, if I can use that word, but what will help me? Uh, pattern, we have patterns. Yeah, you know, one thing about word of righteousness is that it made us to begin to see patterns yeah. littered all around scripture. Yes, yes, patterns that most of the time you won't see. You can never, you, you hardly find them except Holy Ghost move you. And things about, things of pattern, right, talks about inheritance. Right? Everything you are le- we are learning in the word of righteousness, word of God, right, is to give us an inheritance, to bring us into a place. So when patterns are given, right, is for the purpose of discerning the truth, how to come, right? That's what patterns reveal. Patterns re- reveals how to come or how to, re- how to inherit, how to take. Amen. So when we begin to see patterns of life from the old to new, that pattern, what it will eventually lead to is a line. Right? Patterns can come to give precept. Precept can lead to lines. What the Lord has done and how the Lord has set it is that every line must have its precept. And you can never get a line Unless you get its precept. And the thing about, and, and this one is what is also dangerous about this world of lines and precept, is that it is possible to live in the world of precept and never touch lines. It's possible. Why? Because precept does not give measure. Does not give measure. What is real? What the real deal is the is the is the measure aspect of the yeah. spirit, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> but inside him, yeah. he can open up his precept aspect, but not open up the line aspect. But the intention is not to close up the line aspect; is to first of all introduce the soul to the precept 
because you need precept for lines. There is, there's no way you can get line without, there's no way. Just, there's, just, there's just no way. Anybody that, that somehow moved into lines and have measure, the Lord, has, the Lord has been able to use some form of precept to move them there. Nobody is totally blind of precept to move into the world of lines. Cahos farmer, which is why the Lord in the beginning had to give principles, which is a form of precept. Right? Because if a soul can follow those principles, do you know that somehow they can find themselves in a line? Follow principle, follow principle, by the keep learning spirit. And then keep journeying further into the Holy Ghost, then they will eventually hit a measure. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Ah, the way I'm trying to to explain this thing, I don't know. I thought I would finish by nine, but it's five minutes to nine. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> You should help me and pray for me so that I'll gain speed. Amen. Amen. I just want to introduce us to the word of the Holy Spirit. That's all. Yes, Amen. Yes. We, are, we are, in a way, I just, I just feel that the Lord wants to baptize us more yes. in, those, in those worlds. Amen. 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 One thing I, I just, Amen. as I was talking earlier, I just perceived this. When it comes to giving the lines, right, in the world of God, the amount of spirit needed is too much. During convention, part of what I was smelling is the eternal spirit. For, for the words to be ministered in the way it was ministered, that measure of spirit is needed. But if you check it, that is not the same measure of spirit for Christ. In the world of Christ, when, we, when they were teaching Christ so high spirit, now realize that the spirit is not as dense as the one in the world of lines. Because what in the world of God, they don't talk too many things there concerning. I mean, there's precept there. But they don't talk too much about precept there. Well, I mean, they do. Let me not say they don't talk too much about precept. They do. But the emphasis is lines, is ways. Because when you move into the, into the divine world, you must, you must be a way man. To live there successfully. And the reason why you must be a wayman is because for you to land in the word of God, you must have t- be must have been master of ways. You have you must have master ways, taking ways, eating ways to find it. Because how you get there is by a way. And the thing about ways is that you don't just you don't, <laughs> you don't just take it and go like that. The thing about ways is that when you take a way. The way has the wisdom and technology of putting the path inside those that tread it. You can't pass through the new and living way and not have the new and living way. Right? You know there's a way through the veil that is is body hair, which is the new and living way. There's a new there's a way to the most holy. If you must pass through that way, you must learn ways. 
you must learn measure. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, let me quickly move back to what I was saying earlier about worlds before I you know, move back. Uh, is that the thing about the reason for creating worlds, right, is that they must put things in that world for those that are in the world to inherit and do. Like I, like I was saying about all the angelic, they have patterns, right? Those are patterns we see. Then God in his wisdom now created a world for man. And he has a wisdom, right? Now, the funny thing is that the world he created for man, even though it's lower than, than the heavens, the present heaven, God installed inside that world the seed above all the present world. You'll be wondering, why would you do that? Well, God do things like that. It's foolish things that God used to confound the wise. And his ways are past finding out. His ways are what? There's a way God is. So there's a, let's say it's past finding out. That, that word just, just landed in my soul in a way. Mm. Let's say the ways are past finding out, mm. right? Okay. Is that there's a, they're saying his ways past precept. Mm. Right? His ways are past precept. Because to find out, finding out, searching, is a world of preceptory. Because that's a world of wisdom. That's where wisdom begins to bring word from a world. Right? World of Christ. It begins to search. Right? This spirit, the wisdom is the searcher. Right? <laughs> it is the honor of a king to hide. Right? It is the what? It is the, is it honor? It's the honor of kings to search. Right? <laughs> it is the glory of a king to conceal a matter. Let's read, actually, let's read, let's read it. Let's read it. I think we can read that, that scripture. Amen. I don't, to be honest, I don't intend to, to stay I mean, I, I was hoping to come from the world of precept into the spirit. I didn't intend to stay too much in the world of precept, but the Lord will help me. <laughs> Matter. And it's the honor of kings to search it. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter. So when I say it is the glory of God to conceal, that means that those matters are matters of glory. Then it is the honor of the kings to search it out. It is honor of kings to search it out. Oh wow, interesting. It is the honor of kings to search it out. So they are talking about the connection between glory, right, and dominion. King. When I say king. You have king of righteousness. 
right? King of peace, right? Melchizedek, that needs to move into a world where there is no father, no mother, there's no descent. You know, we learned that in convention, right? Move into a world. So there, and, and it's a king that search out glory, hidden glories. It's for kings. But what kings use, right, to search is a wisdom. Because wisdom is a searcher. No, there's a wisdom for the world of God. There's a wisdom for the world of Christ. <laughs> so wisdom is the, when, you have, when wisdom begins to operate, it, entrance has been given to search. You notice they are using the word, the, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, right? <laughs> and his ways are past finding out, right? However, you have, you have the key of wisdom to search, right? Now, you now notice that in Christ too, you, you look for unsearchable riches. So there's a manner of, again, pattern, there's a manner of arranging things in scripture, right? The unsearchable riches of Christ are searchable, but it is unsearchable to some. To search it, you need the wisdom of it. Because wisdom is the searcher of treasures. So the part of the nature of wisdom is it searches. So when you move into the world of God, you move into a world of searching again, right? Which the wisdom there can begin to generate the ability for to search. So when there are hidden things in glory, right? You need the the, the wisdom of searching, right? Which, so to, and what, what equips to search is wisdom. Wisdom is a searcher of ways. Does that make sense? So when a soul is gaining wisdom, is looking for ways. But how does it do it? It first of all search for precepts. So it's what how it starts. Wisdom searches for precepts, right? It searches for truth, then it searches for grace. Or let me say, wisdom is grace to look for ways. So what 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 wisdom brings initially, right? Is Precept. We we'll begin to re- review precept, so that souls can eventually land in ways. So when they are saying that his ways are past finding out, is that you require you actually need the right tool of search to find those ways. You can't find them out by a kind of wisdom. You need the wisdom that has the ways. Or is it always, you need the wisdom that has the, the intelligence on, on how to search. To find out the ways. Amen. Amen. So when they're saying something is past finding out, it means that you can never find it. doesn't mean that you can never find it. It means that you need the, you need the, the right tool to find them. If a natural man is coming to look for the ways of God, you won't find it. Number one, no man can approach. There's a, there's a way you must come. 
Amen. Amen. To find them. Praise the Lord. Because uh, of time, let me quickly move further. I, I moved into his ways of past finding out, right? But how I landed there was, is that the, the reason for created, creating a world, right, is to put things in there for inheritance. So, when you have a man, right? Okay, we've seen angels. They have, like I said, they have their world. They have their things. When you have a man, God installed a world for the man, created things in the world for the man, before he even created the man, right? Planted things in the world for the man. Then when he created, when he created the man, right? He says, have dominion over this place. Practice dominion, right? However, I will install something there, hmm? which is to install my own seed, which you can inherit. Do you know that God couldn't install that seed without a world? Where will he put it? For man to find it. Right? So what is in the what is in the world of God, right? Is eventually see that seed, right? That seed that God planted Is, is, a, is, a, is a seal of his life, right? That he planted in the garden, which God, by a wisdom, was able to plant. Why? Because the way inside God is that whatever must come to the highest must be able to descend to the lowest. If it can't descend to the lowest, it can't feel all in all. So, if anything must come to the highest, it must first come to the lowest. Right. That's, 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 that's a way. Which is why God was able to plant a seed in earth, which is the lowest of all worlds. Is That's power. That's wisdom. In a way. If God has planted that seed, right, in the first heaven, it won't be potent because it will be below. It will, okay, it will be. It will be. Not, ah, it, uh, the truth is, it is higher where he planted it, but it will be below the earth by the time you raise that seed. Why? Because it, it can't feel it. It will, it will miss it. So it will be lower, really. And the funny thing is that, do you know that God actually had Eden in heaven? He didn't plant the seed there. God has Eden in heaven. Yeah. That is where Satan came from. Mm. Right? Because the scripture tells us in Ezekiel 28, that thou has been in Eden, the garden of God. Which is why Satan also know how where to go and find the tree of life and plant his own seed beside it. Mm. Because there's also a prototype there. It's from Eden. So, Satan knows Eden well. So, when Eden was planted, it's like taking an heavenly thing and putting it in the earth. So, when Satan arrived in the beginning, what Satan just did is like, uh-uh. 
I'm familiar with this place now. Eh? So God, this is, what you, this is what you want to do. This seed that all of us have been looking for since we couldn't get. So you took it from us and you're going to give it to these people. No wahala. See this seed, I will partake of it. See that seed was actually Satan's target. Man is just a means to an end. And then Satan in his mind is thinking, you know what, God, you think you love men, Abby? You love men. Don't worry. I will spoil them for you and use them to get that seed that you don't want to give us in heaven. I will get that seed and I will spoil your, your men that you want for an inheritance. So that, Satan, that was what Satan was, was gunning for. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. But the, the, the plan didn't go as planned. Because Satan didn't know that there's a fail-safe in man. He probably thought they would eat it, die, then they go eat that one quick, quick. And that's it. Not knowing that uh, there's a way God created man. Number one, because it the, the, the soul as partaking of your seed does not mean you can control it. If Satan could control men as at that time, the moment they eat of the knowledge of good and evil, you quickly take them. Oh yeah, let's go to the tree of, of life. You go there, take it, and then immortalize himself in death. Satan's, Satan, Satan's goal is to actually take that immortality that is in the that is in the in the Eden God planted. Amen. But just to see is that God has a way, right? He planted a seed of inheritance in the world, right? For man to inherit before things went wrong, right? So the purpose of a world is so that you can give inheritance to souls. The, what worlds are useful for, right? Is for to put is for to sow, plant. Words are useful for planting, for giving life. For You know, it's in the world that they train cultures. Without the world, without a world, there's so many things you can't do. There's so many things you can't do. So when God created souls, ah, the thing about the soul, this soul is big. The soul can contain a world. What shall it profit a man to gain this world and lose his soul? Soul, soul is a eater of worlds. Because in itself is a world. The soul is like a is it is it a warm warm hole? <laughs> you know that when you throw you know warm, warm is it warm hole? Black hole, <laughs> sorry, black holes. You no know black holes, what it does is is a is a world eater. When you throw when you throw stars inside black hole, it will scatter, it will it will pieces the star. Right? Pieces it, devoid, and you will see the star no more. And as it, the funny thing is as as it, as it's eating stars, for some reason it will be growing bigger. Black holes grow. So souls too can can eat worlds and expand and keep growing. So there's a, there's a, hmm, I can explain this, well, 
and then end. I don't want to go beyond 9.30 latest. The thing about walls is that if you can stay enough in a world, you will inherit the things in that world. That's the main thing. If you can stay in long enough in a world, you will inherit things in that world. Amen. And God knows that when we get born again, right, he can't just give us his things and we'll just take it. There's a way the manner of the soul is. Soul is the soul is so, is so, how do I put it? The soul is so, is it difficult? The soul is too difficult to, to just take like that. First of all, you need to woo the soul. Tell it. See, there are things here for you to love. There are things here for you to enjoy. Right? Then they will now give that. There's a hope they have to give to a soul. Let the soul carry that world about. When it's carrying that world about, that world can then culture the soul. So the way you give things to a, to a man is that you have to create a world, put things in there, they then make man to begin to interact with things in that world. When he begins to interact with it, interact with it, over time, it will be inheriting things from that world. To be inherited. Okay. Oh, can I carry the thought of God for a long time? Okay, can I carry this kind of thought for a long time? Okay. Am I forgetting it? Okay, let me come back to it. Let me take this thought again. Let me, let me carry it on. Right? What the Lord wants to do? Carry us. Throw us into his world for the purpose of receiving things inside his world. So when First John was telling us, like, uh, I think on Saturday we were looking at it, say, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Because <laughs> the things that are in the world are not of the Father. For the loss of the eyes, love of the flesh, part of life, they are not of the Father, but of the world. Amen. So is a, that world and the things in there and loving it is a technology of giving things. To make, and that world, you know, notice that Satan to later realize that, wait, ah, after they ate the fruit, they can't just die like that, oh. Okay, I have to create a world. Ah. So the first thing he did is he moved into the heavens of the earth, right? So he can establish a world. Which is, and then it cast a face over every soul. So over time, what it did is Satan began to create a world, and then over time began to introduce that world to souls. Begin to give that world to souls. We are take love, love the things here, love this thing here. He has a goal. That's where he's going. Is to get souls to partake of his own very nature and life. If anybody loved the things in the world. It will eventually love the world. When it loves, when a soul loves the world, it will eventually love the dragon. That's, there's no two way, two way about it. If a soul loves the things in the world, it will love the world. If it loves the world, it will. There's no, there's no way you can stop that soul from loving the dragon. 
There's no way you can stop this, the, the man from loving the old serpent. It will love it. Amen. Amen. So that's what worlds are for. Worlds are for giving, in, giving of inheritance. Culturing. Giving life. That's what worlds are for. Amen. So the world of Satan, or what we call the world, what scripture calls the world that they are, okay, well, there's the word of God. You know, they use that language for that. Right? Except when we see it in Hebrews, they're saying that God created the worlds. Right? He framed the worlds. Because <laughs> God has his own world. So apart from the physical one that God created and put man, which is, a, which is a pattern again for how to actually give inheritance to souls. So he created the world physically, put him there. Funny enough, even though God created the heavens and the earth, so he created the earth physically. Right? But Eden is another world in the earth. But it's not physical. So it's a world in a world. So inside the world of Eden is where inheritance is. Right? So when when we not get born again, let me say, when man fell, they've been introduced into a world where what is prevalent is loss of the eyes, loss of the flesh, pride of life. Right? And this, this world is what men has been living in for years. It's this world that gave the sense that men are using to live. It's that same world that gave the sense of good and bad. It's the same sense that gives the knowledge of what is right morally and what is wrong. Right? Which is actually, which is actually throwing away what is actually morally right. Not the things about moral is that moral is a culture. Mor- morals are tied to cultures, right? You know, in this world, sorry, what we call this world, this please world, in this in this part of the world, there are some morals that are lost, that are in where we are coming from. There, you don't greet an, some morals is that when you greet an adult, you bend. You don't, you don't, at least if you're not going to kneel down or prostrate, you bend. There's something. But here you see, you see a, a young, a young so just look at an adult like this. And then call them, hi, John. And the, so, the person they are calling is old enough to be their father. Where you see it a lot is maybe you have maybe someone that maybe their father has died and maybe the mother remarried. And then the child now have the right to decide when they will call the new father, father. So instead of calling them father, they will call, they call them their name. I, I don't want to talk to John. <sighs> Technically, because this person has married the, fa- married the mother, yeah. that's your father. Whether you like it or not. And if you like, you can now say, I stepdad. Okay, that's even more, that's even more polite. But then you now, now you have so that say, hi John. Then they'd be like, oh, it's because he has not warmed up to the new father. You don't worry, he will warm up. Nonsense. Right? That, but that kind of culture is learned from somewhere. Right? I, how do you think Satan will talk to Michael? Oh, even though they are, yes, they are from the same place. But when Satan sees Michael, he'll just say, Michael, uh, you know Michael. Hi, Michael. Hi, Michael. How are you? And, but you know as Pastor Emeka was telling us that there's a culture how they greet each other. You know, so they, they bend. Some they kneel down. 
It's a, they are heavenly cultures. Now imagine a soul now come and I say, Hi, John. That soul needs slap. Eh? All those you know, kids who just come and just say, hey, Hi, John. Ah, someone that is old enough to be your father. Amen. We've lost culture, some morals, right? That those kind of that those kind of things where you greet, you need that we call morals. So they are heavenly, they are cultures, heavenly cultures, right? <laughs> what Satan has done over the years is that he has given different morals to soul. Is is reculturing souls and giving a different kind of moral. So what man today will call morally, morally right is actually heavenly wrong. Amen. What men will say, oh, this is morally right, is morally wrong. And all of these are crafted in the world. Crafted in the world. The world that is wretched, dead. Ah, I feel like I'm just getting to the message now. The world that is what? Wretched, dead. World that is sad, world that is dead, that lacks life, that have, that have no pleasure, no true pleasure. Every pleasure in the world that Satan created if what, there's a pattern to the pleasure, it does not last. And it can't last. It doesn't have the capability to. Why? Satan has fallen from the lasting world. The person that created the pleasure of this world does not have the fabric of continuity. Because he doesn't have the fabric of continuity, at some point it will discontinue. Do you know the everlasting world is a world of continuity? It's a world of love. Anything crafted from there has the potency of continuing. Right? That's what they call it everlasting. It will last. How you, do you know that Christ does not last? But Christ has the potential to last. Not too many things has potential to last. Not too many. What has potential to last is Christ. But what has potential to Christ is the Holy Ghost. The potential of Christ is the Holy Ghost. Now see that there's a way we have to get to the everlasting world. The eternal world is the world. And the funny thing is that. Try. Okay. The funny thing is that the world. The world of. The Holy Ghost, right, is the world that is beginning to introduce lasting things. Holy Ghost, the things we get with the Holy Ghost, it may not, it may not last, last, last. Uh, let me let me know if you know it, it, also, it lasts more than what the world is. Why? Because as long as you are in the Holy Ghost, you can always fetch things. In, this, in that world that the Holy Ghost is going to bring around the believer. The things, the world that Holy Ghost creates around the believer, once we get born again, that, that world is a beautiful world. It's the, it's the, it's the reintroduction into, the real, into, into real things. Everything outside of that world is not real. Everything that is real has been lost from the fall. And it was not lost once. It was, it was gradually being depleted. Every real thing is being depleted. And over years and decades and centuries, we've lost all. Will I even It's all. It's all. Why? Because outside, outside God, forget anything real. 
Joy is not real. Peace is not real. Righteousness is not real. Nothing is real. In this world that Satan has crafted, nothing lasts forever. If you get any joy or pleasure in here, he does not last. That's the truth of the matter. It doesn't last. Nothing lasts. Nothing. Money does not last. House does not last. In short, once you build a house, just take over years. You have to renovate and make sure you check it structurally. Things happen. The shift. The floor shift. It doesn't last. If you leave a house, imagine, and you don't live in there, nobody's living in the house, and you leave it for years. After a while, the house will fall. Not the people at the house. Once a house is empty, it will, it will die. Naturally, it will die. The life of the house, actually, the people there. To the moment, men, maybe they say, you know, we are not, I, I, I was looking at some deserted houses, and when you look at it, it's almost falling apart. Like, ah, what's happening here? This one is falling off. Or when there's not too much activity of people moving in and out, the house will, will fall. In short, the house is pretty much the the house is the, the, the house is really the people living in there. Amen. Yeah. House does not last. What else? What does no, no kind of joy does not last. You know all those kind of joy that we derive, maybe maybe I finish school. How long, how long does the joy of finishing school last for? <laughs> in short. In short, it's pain all throughout until graduation. The only joy of going to school is that you will graduate and you have that graduation party and then you get a job. Does that joy last? No. Why? Because the moment you get the job finished, the joy itself can make you sad. And then you start paying bills and then you now realize that wait to. <laughs> wait to. So, so all these things that we are, we are going for, you know, they last, man. Then they, this word is so funny. Like that big thing is true because they've designed everything yeah. not to last. Mm. As you are working, they are, they, are, they are already calculated. As you fi- the moment yeah. the moment you finish working, they're about to pay you like this. They've already collected their own tax, so they've already designed it. It won't last in your hand. But then they now created other things to collect the money from your hand, bills. You know, you know. The way this, this word, I'm, okay, I know that I'm not, you know, most, most people will fight me now because of what I'm about to say. You know, in, in Nigeria, we don't have this kind of system where every bills, bills is, is almost, is, is pay, you pay as you have strength. Right? And this is another expensive. Here, whether you like it or not, you need to, if you are going to communicate with people, you need to subscribe to a phone service. And it is monthly. It's not... <laughs> The plan are not created to favor you if you are not doing it monthly. Yeah. But I'll ask a question. Back in Nigeria, where you're coming from, when you pay as you go, do we survive? Yeah. Are we talking? Yes. Even somebody on the streets yes. can survive with pay as you go. So why can't they design something like that here too? It's because they want our money. And then you have monopoly of market souls, wicked souls, where they cannot set the price to whatever they want. You'll be so surprised that the service that you are using on your phone, if they are charging everybody one dollar, they will still have enough. Why? Because they have too many customers. Why? Is there anybody in this world that is above? I want thank somebody have before. Let's say above eighteen. If you check the population, I mean, of course you can have phone even before eighteen. But let's just use eighteen as a standard. But you know how many populations above eighteen? 
Do you know how much? If every every how much it cost them, right? For us to browse on our phone is the same for every phone. No, it doesn't it doesn't cost any phone line to give you more data. It doesn't cost them. It what what it will cost them is the same. For you to use a lower one or a higher one, the cost is the same. Because internet is just moving data. The whole internet is about moving data. So the whole metering is just to control, you know, okay, how much usage, okay, let's make money. But to if you call the CEO of whoever is holding the phone company we are using, I say, I want more data. They can give it for free. And it will cost you nothing. Amen. So it's all it's all designed to just take bill, just take out of the hands. So even the money we are making, they've designed it such that everybody will get their cut before you are actually put food in your mouth. Okay? Government makes sure that before you eat, I've collected my taxes. Phone people make sure that before you call, the moment your money is, is coming, you are, you are paying my you are, uh, pay me. They take their cut. Amen. So nothing is designed to last. Those are just an example of, of bills. Amen. I'm rounding up. Nothing is designed to last in this world. Nothing will last. Everything is all lies, wretched, dead. Nothing is nothing, nothing is true here. Every joy in this world is not true and it doesn't last. Every pleasure in this world is not true and it doesn't last. What we are is until we start learning go, we start learning true pleasure. Yeah. That's it. Then what happens is that the Holy Ghost now have to create. See, see this word I just described is what souls have been living. Where they are used to chasing pleasure that doesn't last. Once they chase, chase another one, chase another one, chase another one. Right? And there's a life in that world. But when we get born again, the Lord needs to create a different world. There's another world. That God has created is a world that God created to deliver the world to come for souls. So the Holy Spirit is the master of every world. He knows how to craft, see, inside the world of God, knows how to take out of it, cut it, design the one needed for a soul to move into the things of God. So the first world that we move into. Is the world of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's the world of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I think I have to say that. I just wanted to say this you know, before closing it. You know, I was saying earlier that the eternal spirit, the amount of strength to deliver ways, the word of, the word of lines, is a lot of spirit. It's, it's, it was smelling like the fullness of, a, of spirit. Amen. Now, Christ has its fullness, right? Holy Ghost has its fullness. Right. God has its fullness. When we come into the world of God, when we begin to learn ways, we come into some form of fullness of the Spirit that is being used to access lines. Amen. But every fullness is the fullness of the world. 
is the fullness. It means the world has reached its wow. end. And another is about to begin. Wow. Every fullness, right, is the end of the world. But it's what the world, what I, what I want to say, ah, time has gone, is that the worlds have, every world has pleasure. Right? The world that I want to now center on is the world of the Holy Ghost. That world is the world of spirit. Is the world of training of spirit that will be carried along up into the world of Christ and into the world of God. And what happens is that the spirit increases. The spirit keeps increasing because as we are journeying in the kingdom, as we are journeying in God, what we are journeying in, or who we are journeying in really, is the Holy Ghost. So, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. There is the joy of the Spirit when we get born again. It's a kind of joy that souls have never tasted before. Anybody that experiences the joy of the Spirit, any experience of the joy of the Spirit, is much more than any joy the world can give. If we want to take joy side by side, is you take the joy, the pleasure of the world, and then you put it side by side by the joy of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will beat it hands down. Why? Because in the Holy Ghost, the, the joy or the pleasure signals more. While the one in the world signals, I'm about to finish. Have you ever enjoyed something in the world uh, of the world? I'm not saying we are worldly. For example, let's say you buy a new phone and then you are happy. I don't know why I always use new phone as an example, but or okay, let me say new house. You buy a new house, for example. You know, after buying the new house, the the the, the, the no matter the amount of joy there, there is no sustain. You can't sustain that kind of joy. It's not possible. What happens is that over time the joy wanes. But here's something is that in the Holy Ghost, you can sustain the joy in there. Why? Because when you partake of the joy in the world of the Holy Ghost, the thing about that is that that joy signals more joy. Which means, and if the soul is willing, it can travel in that world. What the Holy Ghost actually wants to do is to get us to travel in his world. Keep traveling and move into things that is in that world. Pleasures forevermore. Loves in that world. Amen. Even though the fabric of the joy in the Holy Ghost eh, is not everlasting fabric, but it still has some lasting, or it has potent. It's not. Ah, I'm not. I don't want to downgrade it. So I, I want to make make it look like. I want to make it. I want to make it clear that in the Holy Spirit is is all the energy needed to travel. Even though. We may not have the fullness of it, but we have the, pot the potential to increase. Unlike the world that when we en enjoy something, it wanes. But in the world of the Holy Ghost, it doesn't wane. It can increase. What reduces the increase of the joy in that is the, is the, is the stealer of joy, which are things in this world. No things in this world can take, take spaces. So when we are about to travel in the spirit, things in the world will begin to Bargain. No, you know you can't go that far. You know you don't have, you know, you know. all it is doing is just bargaining for souls not to travel yeah. in the world of the spirit. 
And if a soul gives itself to that, you will notice that the soul will begin to yeah. drop. Yeah. Holy Ghost, I don't want to follow you like, uh, ah, it's like this one is real. Oh, no, it's a lie. A what lie. is real is what is in the world of the spirit. Which, how we can journey far in the world of the spirit is to ride on the Holy Ghost. It's more spirit. Increase in spirit. Increase in spirit is the, is the, increase in spirit is the, is the ride in the world of the spirit. Amen. Souls that delight in the spirit would find strength to soar in the world of the spirit. To soar in the world of Christ. To soar in the eternal world of God. The spirit is the key. Amen. And I know that God wants us to come into fullness of the spirit in all these worlds. It's fullness of spirit from world to world. Amen. Are we blessed today? Are we blessed today? <laughs> I want, I, what is really in my head is just that soaring, journeying in the world of the spirit. Just, just keep giving. No, there is, there, we should never under or is it underestimate or take for granted the spirit? Because it's easy to take the spirit for granted. And when souls take the spirit for granted, what begins to happen is that we don't journey as far as we should. Amen. The joy of the spirit ought to increase. The pleasure of the spirit ought to increase. And I pray that the Lord will increase our joy in the spirit. And can we just begin to bless the name of the Lord tonight? Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. Father, we give you all the praise. Mahala Kariosamani Mata Kasuna Fire. Emprazana Katavari Kademoshita Karadanata. Ziparakaya Vasima Romasina Kata. Can we pray that heaven will give us jo- grace to, to journey and to soar in the spirit? That all that is in the world of the spirit, the Lord will give us strength to experience. One thing is clear that they put things in worlds. Can we pray that all the things that is in the world of the spirit will be released for us. That we'll find, we'll have wisdom to search out things in that world for our pleasure in, in God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. Can we pray that we'll receive strength, we'll receive strength to, to soar in the world of the spirit. To journey in the world of the spirit. Can we pray that help will be given to journey more, to journey in the Holy Ghost, to journey in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, we thank you for tonight. We give you all the praise. We thank you, Father, for your mercy and kindness. We thank you, Father, for how you've helped us. You want to learn about your spirit? Say be thou exalted in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray that you will give us grace to soar in the spirit. Father, that when we are lacking spirit, you give more in the name of Jesus. Father, we want the fullness of your spirit in all the worlds that you've placed before us. We ask, Father, that you supply more spirit, increase for to journey further, that you strengthen our feet to journey more in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your answer our prayers. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You